1: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
0: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. Day Podcast.
2: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Of course, you can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. It is day two of the divisional round. Had a eh, not great first day. We had a Chiefs Jaguars game that. was maybe a little bit closer than we expected, but kind of the main storyline was just Patrick Mahomes. The Jaguars had an opportunity to maybe make a better game of that, but just couldn't do it. Kudos to the Chiefs. Big win at home. They'll go on to face either the Bills or the Bengals, which should be an absolutely epic matchup, but you never want the main story from a game to be the health moving forward of the Chiefs starting quarterback and arguably the best player in all of the NFL. So that was a bit disappointing because you just don't want to see that being the storyline. And then game two, the Giants just get absolutely smoked by the Eagles. So uh, probably not probably easily the least entertaining game of the playoffs so far. So uh, a little bit of a dud on Saturday, but hopefully Sunday's a lot better. Both games have a ton of promise to be really good. Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, 49ers, both of them could be fantastic games. Hopefully that ends up being the case. But if not, and it just goes chalk or both teams win easy, uh, you could have a phenomenal 49ers-Eagles game, and you could have, if either the Bills or the Bengals win easy, you could have a very uh, amazing Chiefs-Bills or Chiefs-Bengals game. So either way, we should be set up really, really well for a phenomenal uh, championship game weekend, but it would be nice if we got some really nice divisional games as well. That being said, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers, and the reason why is obviously because of Adam Schefter's tweet. More on that in just a second. But the topic is going to be the path to an Aaron Rodgers trade, meaning not so much of like all right, how, how would an Aaron Rodgers trade look or something like that? But more of like, how would a trade actually come to fruition? And I think it's becoming at least just how he interacted with Pat McAfee. Like it very, very much seems like he wants to play this season. So we're it seems like we're getting further away from a retirement possibility to the point where it's either, all right, does he play for the Packers or does he play for some other team? That gets a little bit more thrown into turmoil on Saturday because of Adam Schefter's tweet uh, and or at least like his I think it was an interview on ESPN that was turned into a tweet basically. But in that interview, he said both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason, meaning both the Packers. And air Rodgers uh, again. I'll say that one more time. Both the Rod, both Rodgers and the Packers, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason. So that is per Adam Schefter. And if alarm bells are going off and saying, Andy, we've been here before, why are we trusting Adam Schefter? A couple things, right? I, I get it. I totally get it. So, first of all, with Schefter, this is still whether we like it or not, this is still one of the, you know, foremost NFL insiders reporters whatever you want to you know label him as still one of the more respected ones i get that his credibility took a major hit with some of the roger's stuff in the past and just the accumulation of information and all that stuff totally get it but this is still one of the top you know NFL insiders so when he says something like this it is a story now if you don't want to believe it and say, listen, it's Schefter, totally get it. I totally understand it. But it does become a topic of conversation in some capacity because it's still relevant. You know, whether you know, how trustworthy you think it is, it's still relevant. It still becomes a topic because Schefter, you know, basically says it on air and ends up tweeting it out. And B, you would think, you would think that Schefter would maybe have a little bit more care in his reporting on the Rogers situation this time around. Again, if you don't believe it, if you don't want to buy it, you know I, I totally understand that. And you could also make the uh, argument as well of like, you know, his his reporting on this. Again, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this off season. You could just be saying, Andy, we all know that. Everyone knows that. That's not breaking news. We all knew that a trade was a potential option. If all the fans knew, and all the you know the, the people covering the team knew, the, of course Rogers and the Packers knew that this could ultimately be something that happens as well. So either way it was noteworthy your mileage may vary as to how much you got out of that information from Adam Schefter and wherever you come off whether it's a okay it's a huge story because Schefter is saying it b it's a non story because of what's happened with Schefter in the past or c it's a non story because we basically knew this already that's fine you can fall in any one of those buckets but it still becomes very uh you know it becomes a topic of conversation nonetheless when somebody like Adam Schefter uh, has that sort of information that comes out so the next thing here, how we go about talking about this moving forward is like today is not about what they should do, what they shouldn't do or any of that. Today is just going over how could this potentially come to fruition? How could we get from the point that we're at right now into Aaron Rodgers is at some point traded, whether you want that or don't want that. I want to try to lay out the scenario that I think could potentially happen where we actually get to an Aaron Rodgers trade. And before anyone's like Andy, the contract they can't, I've been through this before, but I'll say it again. They can absolutely trade his contract. They can absolutely do it prior to June 1st. If they're going to pay him 31 million and pay his friends to stay on the team, at least another 9 million uh, to play this season, that comes to 40 million. They would pay 40 million if they traded him before June 1st, meaning against the salary cap. So it's going to end up weighing out if he's on the team with his friends or if he's off the team without his friends, like it ends up being about the exact same salary cap hit anyway. Maybe a little bit more on the dead caps side. And obviously you don't have the players to show for it, but if you want to trade him and you want to get the pick out of it, you can certainly do you know do that ahead of time. So the contract is absolutely not an issue and they can trade him. I'll say that one more time. So from Roger's point of view, so we'll get to the Packers point of view, but from a Roger's point of view, why could a trade ultimately come to fruition from his side of things? A, he could deem that the Packers just aren't set up to compete in 2023. He could look at the roster and he could look at what just happened in 2022. This is not a team coming off 13 straight wins. This is not a team with Devontae Adams. This is not a team that just made the playoffs. This is a team that struggled mightily through an eight and nine season, fought back, did everything they could to try to get into a a playoff scenario outside of actually beating the Lions in the last game of the year. But you look at the team and you're like, and, and as I've gone over in a lot of my scenarios, it is a tough situation to try to go from, how do you go from that eight and nine to actually winning a Super Bowl? There's a lot of things that are going to need to happen from a roster standpoint, from guys taking second or third year jumps, from finding a couple gems in free agency at low cost like they have with Keyshawn Nixon, Rudy Ford, Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, those type of players, et cetera like they're going to need players to play much better than they did a season ago. They're going to have to be much better at fundamentals whether that's tackling, blocking, etc. Like it just a lot needs to happen to go from the team we saw a year ago to winning a Super Bowl next year. And Rodgers could just say, "I don't see that path." And that's, that's fair because I don't see that path either. Like that's a very difficult path to navigate and Rodgers could just say like maybe there's a chance, but man that that chance seems very very slim. So he could see it that way. He could also have conversations with Green Bay or get the hint from Green Bay that they're not willing to take an all-in approach. And he's basically said, "Hey, if this isn't a you know, if if I'm not playing for a Super Bowl, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, he wants to play somewhere where he thinks he has a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl. And if he doesn't get that, you know, hand in hand with the Packers, if they're saying we want you back and we're going to go all in and we're going to do everything we can to win right now, borrowing more from the future, doing absolutely everything in our power. If he doesn't feel that way, or if it doesn't sound like that's going to happen, that might make him say, Hey, I'm maybe there is a better scenario somewhere else. The next would be if his group of friends, basically his, his guys that he supports. If Green Bay's like, I, we can't bring these guys back, whether it's from salary cap situation or whether it's, they just don't want to build the team around some of those guys You've got Randall Cobb, free agent. David Bakhtiari, very interesting contract. Alan Lazard, free agent. Mercedes Lewis, free agent. Mason Crosby, free agent. Robert Tunyon, free agent. Like, there are some of Rodgers' closest teammates that could very well not be back. And Brian Gutekunst, when he has those conversations with Rodgers, might have been very transparent in saying, hey, there's a few of these guys that we need to go in a different direction with, and if Aaron feels like that's slighting the people again, that was a huge issue for him in 2020, he might say, listen, if if Cobb and Bakhtiari and Lewis aren't back, I don't want to be back. I don't know that he would take that stance, but... It's not out of the realm of possibility, or maybe he's just viewing it as, again, if they're not doing that, they're not willing to take a winning approach or not listening to him and what he wants to do, and that could cause some friction there as well. He could be frustrated with the offense as much as we were frustrated with the offense, as much as I'm sure the Packers and the organization was frustrated with the offense. I'm sure Rodgers was frustrated as well. And you could see this push pull of like LeFleur wanting to do stuff and Rodgers wanting to do stuff. And it just ended up like almost breaking in two rather than coming together as one like it did in 2020. And if there's that friction there and the offense is struggling and Rodgers is upset because he feels like the offense that. LaFleur is running, isn't working, and he's feeling like he can't run enough enough of the stuff that he actually likes to run and that the, the teammates aren't his teammates aren't on the same page as to what he wants to do, that could cause some friction and chaos. And maybe he's like, listen, I don't think we can get on the same page with this offense. I'd rather go somewhere where I have a bit more autonomy with that.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: And then the other one is that he could just, via maybe doing a little sniffing around and probably some illegal tampering from some other teams, he could get a feel like there's just an opportunity that he can't refuse. Let's say that tomorrow, Brock Purdy just is awful. Let's say against the Cowboy today, as you're listening to this, that Brock Purdy goes against the Cowboys and just throws five picks or just is like terrible, Right. And San Francisco looks at their roster and is like, we can't do the Jimmy Garoppolo thing again. You know, Brock Purdy is a great story, but like, he's just not quite there yet. He might be in two years. He might be in three years, but he's just not quite there yet. And we tried the Trey Lance thing. And while maybe they still have faith in Trey Lance, maybe they're just like, he's not ready to lead us to a Super Bowl. And they look at their team and they look at their roster and are just like, man, if we had Aaron Rodgers, like that's it. We've got the best left tackle in football in Trent Williams. We've got Debo Samuel. We've got Brandon Ayuk. We've got George Kittle. We've got Christian McCaffrey. We've got this insane defense with Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Like we've got everything. We've got blue chip players. We've got depth. We've got arguably the best coach in the NFL right now. Like we've got everything. With Aaron Rodgers, that is like the, the last missing piece of the puzzle. And like if if Aaron gets hint that the 49ers are thinking, hey, we we want Aaron. Like that's the one last piece of this thing is is Aaron. And if we get Aaron, we're gonna win a Super Bowl. And Rodgers looks at it and is like, All right, well, they've got they've got Debo, they've got Kittle, they've got, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Or you've got Watson. You don't really have a tight end. You've got Jones, but man, that forty like, and then the defense, not even close, like man, that 49ers opportunity just looks a lot better. And when Rodgers is weighing him out, he's just like, yeah, that, that one kind of gives me a lot better chance to win a Super Bowl. And if that's my only goal this upcoming year, then I kind of want to go that way. And so that could be another way that Rodgers feels like, hey, I want to I go in a different direction. All right, so that's that's Rodgers' side of things, right? That's maybe some of the things that he's thinking through and going through as he's trying to make this decision of what he ultimately wants to do. From the Packers' side of things, They could be also looking at the team and more specifically the salary cap issue, right? we just where they're, they're, they're at with having a, to have borrowed money from the future in 2020 and 2021. And now things are just not as great as they could be. And they may look at it, you know, from a fiscal responsibility standpoint and look at what Rogers would cost not only against the salary cap this year, but next year, if he plays one more year and picks up that option, like they could just look at it and be like, this is not in the best interest of the green Bay Packers to have Rogers count basically 99 you know million against the cap for one year of him playing. Like, that that just may not make sense to them. Russ Ball might be looking at his salary cap stuff and just being like, this is a nightmare. Like, we should not be doing this. And they could look at it that way and say, hey, we if, if we, there's a legitimate trade opportunity, we really need to look at that. They could also be looking at the the Rogers friends, the group of Lazard, Cobb, Bakhtiari, Crosby, Lewis, Tonian, and being like, Man. We don't want to give a big contract to Alan Lazard. We don't think that's in the best interest. Like we didn't even want Randall Cobb in the first place. That was strictly due to Aaron basically demanding him to come to Green Bay. Bakhtiari like guaranteeing more or like not guaranteeing, but like paying him more money over the next couple seasons. Well, he has a knee that's completely, you know, a major issue potentially. Like maybe that's not what they want to do. Bringing back Mason Crosby, whose leg was, well, very accurate last year. You could see the strength is just going a little bit down year by year. Mercedes Lewis is getting up there; is very up there in age. Robert Tunyon, they may not want to bring back. They just and some of those guys, I'm sure they do want to bring back, including probably David Bakhtiari. But they might just look at some of those guys and be like, "This is not the best direction for us." And we're maybe we're willing to bring Aaron back, but we don't want the whole group. Or maybe we'll just keep one or two, but like we can't keep all of them. And again, that might force the the friction or Green Bay to say, "If if if." If Aaron, if you want all these guys and you, we can't do that. That's not a step that we can take. And maybe that's the ultimate reason why Green Bay decides they want to go in another direction. Obviously, there's the Jordan Love scenario and them wanting to get him playing time potentially or just see what he's capable of, or they think he's ready and they legitimately want him to be the starter. That could be the breaking point is Jordan Love. Green Bay could have frustrations with the offense and Matt LaFleur could be saying, and I don't think this is the case, but it could be the case where he's like, man, I got brought here to run my offense and I'm running Mike McCarthy's offense. Like I, I, and it's not that I'm running Mike McCarthy's offense and it's working because then who cares, but I'm running Mike McCarthy's offense, basically Aaron Rodgers offense, and it's not working at all. And LeFleur could be saying like, listen, my credibility as an offensive head coach is taking a major hit because we're not even running the stuff that I want to do. So there could be friction there where maybe, maybe the coaching staff start saying, hey, I actually think Jordan running the offense that I want to run could be as good or maybe even better than this bizarro offense that Aaron wants to run that no longer works in the NFL. So there could be frustrations there too. Green Bay could get an opportunity that they couldn't refuse. Now, if they could refuse the Denver opportunity a season ago, this probably is less likely, but... Aaron's not coming off back-to-back MVPs anymore. Aaron had multiple injuries this past year. Like they did not compete. They didn't make the playoffs. There's no Devontae Adams. So there is a bit of a difference here where Green Bay is at. And they could just say, you know what? If we actually get that load offer again, like we, we just have to say yes. That's just like good business. So if some team's willing to offer them uh, just a crap ton of picks and stuff that they can't say no to, that could potentially change their mind. And then they could just be frustrated with Aaron not committing. They're doing the same song and dance every single off season of how's Aaron gonna feel? Does he wanna be on the team? Is he gonna demand a trade? Is he gonna retire? They could just start getting frustrated and be like, you know what? We're good. You go do you, we'll do us, no hard feelings. Let's just go in a different direction. All right, so those are the Aaron Rodgers side of things and of course the Green Bay Packers side of things. And then I think what could ultimately end up happening here is you end up with a mutual agreement. You could end up with neither side really wanting to be the bad guy, Green Bay not wanting to force him out, Aaron not wanting to force a trade, and you could just have them both come to the same conclusion at the same time that Aaron looks at the roster and says, hey, with me and the contract I'm on and not being able to go really all in, like I don't think that this is the best situation for me. And the Packers could say, hey, with you and the contract that you're on and the team that we can build, we don't think that's the best situation for us. And it hopefully, if this would actually come to fruition, if they actually, well, if there was a trade, hopefully this isn't Green Bay forcing Aaron out or Aaron forcing his way out. It would be nice if it was just like, hey, we, you know, we can hug on the way out and just think that this is probably best for both sides. And you could make an argument that there really is an opportunity that this might just be best for both sides, best for Jordan Love, best for the franchise, best for Aaron, best for everyone. So that you know that could be the case as well. So, what does the timeline look like in that situation? So, you probably have a situation where, well, you did have a situation where Green Bay uh, had the initial like post-season inter- not interview, but like conversation with Aaron Rodgers and where their direction is. So, they had that initial conversation, and maybe we don't know, but maybe Aaron got some inkling of like hey, I don't necessarily feel like they're going all in, or I think Lazard and maybe a couple of those guys are probably not going to be back. Like maybe he started getting a little bit of a feel already from those conversations. Then he went on Pat McAfee and started saying the, hey, never say never. And hey, is my best opportunity with the Packers? I don't know. We'll see. Like starts like laying some breadcrumbs, right? Then we get the Schefter tweet on Saturday that both sides are very much aware that this could end up in a trade. And usually if something's there, that's like somebody, either Roger's side or the Packer side, maybe leaks something of like, hey, I think a trade could potentially actually happen here. So that ends up happening. So that's where we're at right now. So now you end up with maybe like Rodgers just starting to sniff around. And again, probably through some back channels and not having direct conversations so the other team can end up, you know, doesn't end up with any tampering charges. But these things happen, right? So maybe Rodgers is, you know, and his agent end up having some conversations of being like, all right, what teams would be interested? And the Packers wait and they they are potentially just wanting Rodgers to be the one that either says, hey, I want to trade or I'm going to retire. So they just are kind of in wait and see mode. And then what Rodgers ends up doing is coming back and saying, hey, I want a commitment, not just to me, but I want an all-in commitment that if I come back, we're going to do everything that you can to win us the Super Bowl this year. I, I, I'm i in, I want to play for Green Bay. I would love to be here, but I want an all-in approach or I would like to go somewhere else. And Green Bay says, you know what? We will commit to you. We, we're we happy to have you back, but we, we can't go all in. We can't bring back Lazard. We can't bring back some of these guys. Like We're going to kind of handle this The same Packer way that we always do, we'll bring in a couple small and free agents. We'll build through the draft, and you know, hopefully, we'll get lucky. And if maybe you know, midseason there's a free agent available, and we're you know seven and two, or there's a trade available, we'll look at it at that time. But we're going to follow the same approach that we kind of always do. And Roger says, "Hey, that's not good enough. I want to compete for a Super Bowl. And if we're not going all in, I, I again, I would probably rather go somewhere else." Green Bay sticks to their guns, and ultimately, they just come to a mutual conclusion. Of Hey, it's probably better that you go somewhere else. It's better if I go somewhere else. And they end up making some sort of mutual statement that after intense conversations and an offseason of working together towards what's best for both parties, both Aaron and the Green Bay Packers have decided that it's best to go in another direction and, and Aaron has permission to seek out a trade. Then Rodgers goes and has official uh, conversations with other teams. Other teams probably start trying to convince him that they should play for him. Maybe it's the Jets, maybe it's the Raiders, maybe it's the 49ers, maybe it's the Colts, who knows, but there could be certainly conversations there. Rodgers ultimately gives the Packers a list of teams that he's willing to go to. The Packers start having conversations with all of those teams and find out the, the trade that works best for the Packers, best for Aaron, and they ultimately announce that trade. So we are a long ways away from that. And that entire timeline, like I said, we are on step three, initial postseason conversation, Roger's starting to lay some breadcrumbs, and we've got a Schefter tweet. We always have a Schefter tweet, right? But that's where we're at right now. But this today was just to go through what I think could be a scenario. If If you told me that in a month or two months, whatever it is that Aaron and the Packers decided to, or like just Rogers ended up traded, right? He ended up on another team via trade. If you told me that was the ultimate destination, I think what we talked about today is probably the most likely scenario of how that kind of came together. This could take a million different bends and turns. Who knows how this ends up? But this, there, there could be some real opportunity here where both parties end up mutually deciding that this is just what's best for both sides. So we'll ultimately see. I have no idea what's going to happen. I still lean that the, the most likely is the easiest, and the easiest is that he just plays for Green Bay this season. But we are a long way from that decision ultimately being made is what my gut is telling me right now that's going to do it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy a Sunday of what will hopefully be phenomenal football. I'll be right back here tomorrow with Alex and Perry. So make sure to check that episode out and subscribe if you haven't already, but until next time, and as always go Paco.